this is officially episode three of Somewhere Within the Rainbow. I yet again have a guest with me um, and this is someone again who we've we've had many discussions about doing a podcast episode and I'm glad that we're finally able to do it despite the fact that one of my neighbours is doing a lot of DIY and mm. making a lot of noise so fingers crossed that doesn't go on we're alright for now, we're okay for now quick, quick, let's go <laughs> <laughs> just speak really really fast <laughs> and get it out of the way uh, welcome to my podcast Gary aka Gazza T aka Jerry aka what are the other names? <laughs> oh, so many. I think there was the time where there was G-Dog, but I said you can't have it because I was T-Dog. <laughs> mm, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Just poo-pooed it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no, thank you for having me. Well, you're more than welcome, and I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to do this. Um, we've already had... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Back twinge. Oh, no. <laughs> it's um, all happening. <laughs> oh, it's all kicking off. So... Yeah, we've already had an episode focusing quite a lot on film, and then my second episode was a lot more focused around mental health and um, wellness and all that jazz. But I think the conversations we have are a very good mix of all of that, and we talk about films a lot, as well as gaming and general geekery, the best way to put it. Totes. So I do have some subjects we could talk about, maybe some some questions may pop up we shall go with the flow but something i asked you very recently as in within the past 10 minutes was around um rating films and um i know you used to be on letterboxd mm. for anyone who's unaware of letterboxd it is an app which allows you to well rate and review films and keep a log of all the films you've ever seen i love it I think it's great. I've gotten, oh, gotten. <laughs> I've gotten back into it uh, quite a lot recently, and realised there's so many films I haven't seen and desperately need to see. But you don't. You've not used it for a while, have you? No, no. I, 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 yeah, I do want to get back into it. Um, just because I like organising stuff. I like you know keeping track of what films I want to watch because I just forget all the time, and then do that thing where you end up just thinking about wanting to watch something for about 40 minutes <laughs> and you can't find anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know I had so many things I wanted to watch, but I just don't know now. But yeah, no, not sponsored by Letterboxd, by the way. <laughs> just really do. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's well, good I think fun. I've mentioned on the past two episodes about being sponsored by something that's like in front of me. So Letterboxd, if you're listening, I would like to sponsor my podcast <laughs> and give me a free pro account then yeah that'd be great thank you very much um so i have a problem with um and i've spoken to someone else about this before i i find it really difficult to rate film because i never know really what to judge it on so and i think it's because i get in that in that place where i kind of i don't i compare it to so many other things and as my friend said the other day like it's best to kind of compare it to the genre yeah. Is in. That, Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> I was literally had that in my head. I was like, I'm planning on saying this now. Um, yeah, I do the same. I, I, I rate it by genre and mm -hmm. I also rate it by 
if it's a sequel to I compare it to the film before sometimes which oh, is oh okay yeah that's interesting it's like was this as good as the other <clears throat> kind of like with the Spider-Man films yeah the Raimi Sam Raimi ones Tobey Maguire yeah like obviously two is my favourite and like a yeah, lot of people Raimi. say that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. see one's my, still my favourite but I think that's more that's my problem as well because for a lot of things nostalgia plays a part for me so I don't know if I'm fairly judging it because I'm like, oh, I'm giving it this amount of stars because it reminds me of being young. And yeah, yeah. No, I, get, I get that, I get that. Um, because then there was another side to it where, um, and I know I mentioned this in the, um, the first episode, but um, kind of separating the artist from the art. So, you know, all the wrong'uns out there who've done heinous things. And it's a huge topic that a lot of people actually talk about. And it's kind of where do you draw the line? Mm. But does that ever come into consideration for you when you're rating a film? So I know we mentioned The Birds. So for me, I think I gave that five stars. It might have been four and a half. Out of five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> out of five. Because I, I, I love that film. And I'm not scared of birds, but genuinely it freaks me out. It's a very well made film. But I also know the backstory of how horrid Hitchcock was. Yeah, the shit she went through, like, to make that film. And I was, I kind of questioned it. I was like, am I maybe giving it more stars because I feel sorry for her? And I'm like, she deserves these stars because she put so much into it. And I think you said something. Yeah, no, I, I just, I will basically... I'm, I'm very much kind of like I separate that I kind of mm. compartmentalize things where I just I'll watch a film as a film kind of thing yeah. and I learn those things afterwards and it's 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 interesting and it's you know it's sad some of the stuff that you hear and it's just like oh god I wish they didn't have to do that to create this thing um but if anything I would probably have rated it lower because it's a Hitchcock film and the stuff he did rather than I would have rated it higher because of what she went through sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, you kind of deduct points for him being a prick. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually done that with any other film. I don't, yeah, I think I need to start kind of removing emotion. Obviously, have emotions watching film because it helps um especially if it's an emotional film yeah i think i let my emotions towards directors or actors get in the way of how i rate or review a film i'm not sure if that's fair it's personal preference really isn't it like i kind of just yeah i kind of just rate the film as the film going back to separating the artist from the art or the art from the artist what's your kind of What's your kind of view on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it, it's pretty much I am very much just... I'll watch a film as a film kind of thing, and then I rate that film, and if I hear things after that, then... Or before that, I guess. Uh, uh, so on Netflix, um, Jimmy Carr's got his new stand-up, which is called His Dark Materials. And if you know Jimmy Carr is a comedian, like, his his comedy is dark comedy. Mm. It's It's offensive... Is in your face whether you like him or you don't. I I started watching it and personally I had to turn it off because I was like this is too much <laughs> for me. The first joke in that stand-up is about rape straight up he just does it like it's there and then he goes on to talk about Covid and Covid deaths and it's it's very in your face literally his dark materials like mm. it's one of those things where 
you 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 go into it knowing <laughs> that it's not <clears throat> it's not going to be good. Kind of like with Always Sunny, he's doing it like if you if you're offended by one thing in it, you have to be offended by everything in it because there's nothing he talks about that's nice or wholesome or or lovely. And the the name of the the stand-up kind of tells you immediately that it's not going to be nice and <laughs> friendly and you know good time comedy it's yeah yeah you have to have personal boundaries uh, boundaries anyway as to what you are okay with mm -hmm. and that's fine because people can't set rules for what offends you like if something offends you that's you know no one can tell you no that <laughs> you should be over this kind yeah. of thing but yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's it's you know with comedy, it's such a thing where if there's been comedians who've said you know if we didn't laugh about it, we'd cry. Obviously, there's some things that like you know are just you know not funny kind yeah. of thing, and that's just that's fine as well. If it's not funny, it's not funny. <laughs> like well, yeah, that's the thing. And like I said about his first joke, that's why I had to switch it off because I was like, right, if we're starting at this level, mm. I no, I'm not going to be able to to handle it and like you said you know there are things which will hurt you more personally mainly because of your experiences and everything like I you know th there's a lot of stuff I don't find funny but depending on the context um I'm I can so with for example yeah Jimmy Carl's stand-up I don't find that funny because of how he's saying it and and everything if they do the same kind of joke in Always Sunny because I know what they're trying to do, I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Because there's stuff in that that for years I couldn't watch because I was like, oh, no, it's too much. It's too close to home. Now I rewatch it and I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing there. And then I, I listen to them as people, like the stuff they put on their socials and the stuff they say in their podcasts. And I'm like, these are actually decent, decent people. Like, they aren't doing this to outwardly just offend people whereas you know people like Jimmy Carr are doing it because they're like this is gonna get a rise <laughs> I am offensive and I love it <laughs> so it's just it's that difference really I mean that's that's the that's kind of like the other side of like separating the art from the artist it's yeah. like if you you know with with stuff like you know Hitchcock and stuff like that if you didn't know that and you just watched the film you you know you'd love it and you'd rate it Fairly, not fairly, but like without bias, I guess. But like, it's always sunny. If somebody showed, if I showed someone who's never seen it or doesn't know the people or what its intention is, like the episode where Dee and Dennis uh, get addicted to crack, like if I showed them that episode, they'd, yeah. they'd be like, this is terrible. And the bit where they go into the, um, was it the unemployment office and they try and get benefits. <laughs> And it's, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, if I just showed someone that, if I showed my parents that, yeah. they'd be like, this is horrible. Yeah, I know, I completely agree with that. Like, and always sunny out of context is yeah. messed up. And if you did, yeah, if I, that's the thing where if you didn't know the artist, if you didn't yeah. know the intention, if you didn't listen to their podcast or know about kind of what it's meant to be doing, then yeah, it would be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, it's just... It is. It's so interesting, and it can go, go so, so deep. Because um, I think talking about kind of um, when I said the the rating side of um, you know 
people and, and what they've done and putting it on a level of this is really bad, this is kind of bad, you know, this is tolerable, we can accept it. I think you mentioned something um, earlier about like prisons and the prison system. Oh, right. Oh, okay. What about um, like how severe certain punishments yeah, should be? Yeah, because I, I find this like really interesting because um, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with the death penalty. <laughs> really going off on one now, but it's interesting. But I don't agree with the death penalty. Um, I, I, I still think there could be a lot more done within the justice system on so many different levels and with prison systems because it's all horribly backwards and, and messed up. But yeah, it's kind of that thing of people, again, kind of having a rating system for like the crimes people have done. Mm. And it's just like, <laughs> really? I mean, because it's messed up anyway. You know, someone can go to prison, I think it's more so in America, but someone can go to prison for like most of their life for carrying drugs but for like domestic abuse or something they can get like three years mm. or even a slap on the wrist or nothing at all mm. and that's just mind-blowing mm. like, and again it sounds like a very morbid version of do you separate the art from the artist because yeah. <laughs> there's so many um things in the news where you always see like here's a young a white guy who, you know, killed a bunch of people, but he's such a nice guy and oh he's God. so smart and he has such a future ahead of him yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, no, actually, I'm okay with separating the art from the artist on there. What he did was bad and he should be punished <laughs> equally for it. Yeah. You know, sounds obvious to me, but, you know, they take into consideration like, oh, he's got a... He's got a, uh, was it a scholarship? Yeah. And we don't want to ruin his future and stuff like that. Oh, no. It's, oh, it's <laughs> so fucked up. And I mean, you think about, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, yeah, it's a really hard watch, but there is a film, I think it was an, it was either a Netflix film or it was on Netflix, um, called Audrey and Daisy. And um, it's, it's really heartbreaking now because the two young women that were in it um, um, have passed away. They both took their own lives. Um, Daisy was only last year, I think, um, and again, yeah, it's the whole, so it's, it was high school, um, football players who, um, you know, trigger warning, um, but raped these two girls and, um, obviously the high school backed up them because they were high profile football players, um, and then these, these two young women got harassment and abuse and were called liars and and everything and there you know there was evidence it was it was a case that could have easily got a conviction but because they were great guys and they had a future ahead of them it, you know yeah it was it was them it was the two victims who ended up getting all the hate and and, she, and it's just so and it happens all the time Oh, I don't know. It's messed up. It's messed up. Yeah. I think we should just set people on fire and be done with it. <laughs> don't believe in the uh, death penalty, but I like to see people be set on fire. Um, anyway, getting away from that, because that's turned really dark and horrible. And I'll probably cut quite a bit of that. Um, 
I'm just going off on one now. Um, so. Ooh, head boobs. <laughs> Sorry, the cat head boobed me. Hi, Kiki. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, see, it's that annoying animal voice. <laughs> so. Oi. Oh, kitty cat. Oh. Meow, meow. Um, <laughs> Every time I hear that kind of voice, it just reminds me of. Um, you ever saw, was it Charlie the Unicorn? Oh, Charlie! Yes. which turned into a phone call and Gary eating some popcorn. We're back. Uh, we are back. And the, the cat mewing for no goddamn reason. <laughs> How was your popcorn? Uh, yeah, it was good. It actually, like... Filled a hole? Yeah, and it inspired some, some things as well. Interesting. It gave topic. you cinema brain, did it? It did. Ah. I think the salt, like... Yes, helped my brain. Um, um, okay, well, did I mean, because I was going to lead into a question, but it's probably not that exciting. Yeah, so, well, no, I'm intrigued. Might to know. be related. No, because I feel like I can't bring this up naturally. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, so, because what I was going to say was um, following on from what we've, what we've been talking about anyway. I don't know, I had this the other day, and um, I can't remember who it was that died. Um... I don't think, it wasn't Bessie White, um, I think it was a male, but I can't remember who it was. Um, but because of the whole, like, <laughs> council culture and people being shits and stuff, I find now that if someone famous dies, but I, I like, I don't know, I appreciated them when they were around and I, I loved their work and stuff, before I actually say anything online or, like, share a post about it or something, I have to then go on Google and be like, right, <laughs> read every article about them to find out if they've done something wrong in their life, <laughs> because I'm really afraid now to like share stuff in case someone goes, oh, why are you sharing this? They were a massive dick, like they did X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Because yeah. I know you don't really like, you know, on social loads anyway, so it's probably not a thing for you. <laughs> but I don't know, just society's put that fear in me that I can't talk about someone famous unless I research loads of stuff because they've done something wrong along the way and someone's going to call me out and tell me off for liking them. I, I had the kind of the same sort of thought with, um, I mean, it's slightly different, but with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh yes. It's a big one. We and have spoken about him before on this podcast. And how have we said that if you were to disassociate and get rid of all of the yeah. stuff to do with him, yep. you would lose half of your belongings. Not even your... half. I think I I actually counted. I remember when all that stuff came out and I went through my whole DVD Blu-ray collection and this is when I had a lot more uh, DVDs and Blu-rays because like, I got rid of so many. Um, and I, I think I ended up with like three films mm. that I could 
plausibly keep because he'd not touched it in any way but then I, I kind of think he might have done in some respect anyway I I don't know because he was in so much he was involved with so much in Hollywood that yeah it's a nightmare to get away from really mm. so it's uh, yeah I mean I I think I was watching the the Oscars I can't remember what year it was now because I was watching somebody's commentary on an old one yeah and um they were saying when they do their um, tributes to people that have passed away who have been in film and stuff like that, mm. would they do one for Harvey Weinstein? Oh my gosh. Like, would yeah. it just be just like a flash of him, <laughs> just like for a split second? Like, like... You know, in The Exorcist, where like the face just <laughs> yeah. flashes and it's just like, oh, okay, we know it's there, but we don't talk about it. Um, and it's like, yeah. yeah, he was a big part of it, but also, do you dare? <laughs> do you dare? I don't think you could no, I mean I especially so. as something as high I mean Oscars are fucked up anyway like you know <laughs> exactly. we, we all know it um I stopped watching it years and years ago because it was just terrible um but yeah I mean because you've even got it wasn't it was what 2016 maybe earlier maybe slightly later when they did the um you know that like lifetime achievement thing for Woody Allen mm. And loads of like female actors got up and were just like, yeah, he gave me this role. It was amazing. And it was, and this was during a time when loads of shit had already come out about him. Mm. But people were like, oh, it's Woody Allen. We'll let him off because he's such a big name. And people were like, didn't want to lose work. They didn't want to lose jobs. And, you know, yeah, I, I think that's one of the, the trickiest things, especially in Hollywood, because there are so many fuckers um within the industry but it's kind of like if that's your livelihood do you take the moral high ground and go oh no or do you go i need to pay for shit i should really take i mean obviously if you're earning millions anyway and you're really successful you could probably just turn around and be like i don't need to take this role it's fine mm. but if yeah you're a young starting out actor and it's that's like your big break ah like i don't know what do you do it's yeah. I mean, I don't know how controversial this opinion may be. Oh. But going back to the... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, the separating the art from the artist. I was, you know, just thinking about it a second ago, how for me it's easier for me to do that if I don't have to see or hear the artist involved. So, like, mm. Harvey Weinstein, I can enjoy all those films because... Yeah. He's not the star and stuff. Like, yeah. I find it harder with, like, you know, Louis C.K., uh, Chris Brown, stuff like that, because they are front and centre. Yeah. It's all about them. If they weren't in it, it wouldn't exist kind of thing. Like, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, it's it sounds bad, but, you know, if someone's involved in something, but you can still enjoy it without them having to be in front of you and you happen to hear and see them, I would find that easier. Like, yeah. you look back at, if we go even further back, like, Da Vinci, Picasso, um, uh, I mean, it wasn't confirmed, but uh, Lewis Carroll, yeah. you know, there was yeah. allegations there as well. Like, I can still enjoy those things. I can still enjoy the Mona Lisa. I can still enjoy all those books and stuff because it's not like L Lewis Carroll you know, did this, and then he went on this hill and visited this house or come. It's like, no, you can, he's not, 
I guess his name's on the front of the book, so... Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I can still in- enjoy it without him being front and centre, and they could quite easily just do a remake of it and yeah. stuff without having him, like, involved as much. So yeah. that's how I'd find it kind of easier. No, I mean, I, c- I completely get that, because, yeah, and unless I'm, you know, actually... I mean, I think I notice it when something like Miramax comes up before a film, and I'm just because I love a lot of Miramax films, and obviously um, Weinstein was big mm. within the Miramax world, um, and so yeah, I I get that kind of like oh Weinstein when I see, or even if the Weinstein company pops up before a film, it's like oh you fucker, but I get what you mean because now if I watch like a Kevin Spacey film, because I loved that like so many of his films for so many many years but now i find it really difficult mm. to watch anything with him in like from fucking seven for god's sake mm. like it's one of my favorite films but now i watch it and i'm like you motherfucker mm. like i don't want to see you in this film but at the same time you're so good in this film like yeah it's really difficult really what difficult. i i think i'd love them to do if you've ever seen the Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Please don't remind me that I spent <laughs> however many hours watching that absolute piece of shit. Oh. I mean, I haven't actually seen it, but I got really interested in how there was supposed to be an actor in it. Well, he was a comedian, mm. but then there was a few controversial things. So they replaced him with... Oh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I know who um, but, um, yeah, and they kind of, like, edited her in. It was yeah. really well done, actually, I think. Like, Because yeah, yeah. I've just seen the clips of how they did it. And, yeah, I think it's well done. But, to be honest, I've seen clips of it, and the whole thing looks like it was done on a green screen. So, compared to that, anything <laughs> looks good, anyway. So bad. Um, was it Tig Tig Natara, yeah. Tig Natara, that was it. I was thinking, like, Tigger. It's a great name. It's a really um, but yeah, no, like, I would love it if they could do that with <laughs> with Kevin Spacey or other those. Just, like, edit them out and put someone in it. I mean, it probably wouldn't have that same, yeah, uh, like, effect, would it? Cause, see, like this you say, is the thing, and I think this is something um, I've, spe- I've spoken to other people about, like, if you were to recast films, like, mm. films that you love, you know, who would you have in them? But, like, with something like Seven he's so good at that role i don't know who you could put in place to be that good Mm. i don't know i guess it's maybe it's not so much separating well no i guess it is to a degree separating the art from the artist but maybe seeing it as you know it's an old film oh god i don't want to say it's an old film because it was the bloody 90s (laughs) but in in terms of where we are now it's an old film like kind 30 of. years ago. Fuck! <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, well, it's it's horrible and, you know, but it's made. It, it's there, it exists, and he's, you've just got to kind of see him for the character in it, not see him for him in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like I, I said, for me, that's a lot harder because they're there. You have to hear and yeah, see them yeah. and stuff. No, I, I do. I get that. It's um, 
I mean, yeah. Mm. And because this was the example I used on the first episode, but again, like Lost Prophets, like I still love their songs, but I very much struggle to listen to them now because, mm. you know, I do, I hear his voice and I think, oh, I know what you've done. And that's unforgivable, completely heinous. But the music is really good and it reminds me of my youth and, and you know, going to see them at Brixton and like, yeah, yeah it's just, it's shit. Why can't people just be decent human beings? Like, why do you have to be such wank stains? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. And it's also one of those things as well that like, I've become, I've now started getting this like irrational fear of enjoying entertainment and entertainers because I'm like, who's next? Who's, who's done something? Because every time I say, oh, I love this person, within a few months, something comes out in the news. Jane Franco, for example. My God, love that man for years. Like, big, big Jane Franco fan. And now I'm like, can I like J No, I can't. And I don't even know because that's all gone very quiet and it kind of got swept under the rug. But I'm like, if I'm sticking to my morals, my morals and, and what I believe in, then no, I can't, I can't like him. <laughs> because... I mean, you call it an irrational fear, but you're almost kind of like, I guess you're maybe thinking in the future anyway. But yeah. look at like... Rolf Harris, Jimmy Savile, people that were loved in their time. I still don't get stuff. Savile though. Like, how did no one pick up on the fact? I mean, just look wow. at him. <laughs> like, okay, Rolf Harris, I understand because he had that friendly grandpa vibe to, to him, you know? Mm. Jimmy fucking Savile, like, <laughs> nothing about him was like, he's a straight stand up guy. Like, he's, yeah, he's legit. He's 100% safe and normal. No! What the fuck? Oh, yeah, but no, I get. I get what you mean. Like... But yeah, like you're you're almost kind of because based on history, you're almost like you know. Imagine if it came out, you know, forty years from now that that Paul Rudd or something was like <gasps> secretly a Nazi or like not Paul. <laughs> yeah, you like you think to yourself, these are the least po problematic people, yeah. and I enjoy their stuff, and they seem nice. You see them in interviews and yeah. stuff, and people tell stories of how they met them in real life and how nice yeah. they are. Um, but then you're like. But people said that about these other people. Exactly. So. It's, and it, I guess, yeah, it's not It's not irrational. It is, like... Because the same thing happened with Noel Clark. Like, I met... I spent a day with Noel Clark. Like, had lunch with him. We got to see his film for free. We had photos together. He was really nice. And I was like, I fucking love Noel Clark. Great guy. Stand-up guy. And then, what was it? Last year, all that stuff came out. I genuinely got messages from people like, oh my god, I thought of you when, when I saw this. Yeah, I and I would have straight up been like, yeah, no, he's he's a good guy, he's, he's lovely, he's wonderful. I'm always going to believe someone who says their truth over anyone else. So yeah, I met him, he was lovely, but as soon as I saw those accusations and stuff come out, I was like, yeah, he's a prick, fuck him. Like, I don't want anything to do with him, like, <laughs> you know? And if anyone asks, like, oh, wait, do, you, do you think he's he's in the wrong? Yeah? Because someone said he's done that, so listen to them, <laughs> like, you know? And then the shit justice system can do whatever it needs to do to resolve it properly. But, yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I fear for, like, 
oh, I don't know, like Nicolas Cage. I, I, I'm, I'm terrified that one day we're just going to go online and it's going to be like, right, <laughs> Nicolas Cage has done all this stuff and I'm just going to be like, why? Why would you do this to me? <laughs> of all the people, why? This is why, like, why I really like the really unique and weird people like Nicolas Cage because you, you see that and there's some stuff where you're like, that's really weird, why would you do that? But it almost kind of is like, oh, they're not hiding anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is who they are. They're really weird. Yeah. Whereas like the people who are super nice and you think are unproblematic, I think, what's behind this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, what are you hiding? Whereas Nicholas Cage, I'm just like, that's him. Yeah. I hope it is. Like what you said, like, God, can you imagine? That's the thing. Like, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio, like an angel, mm. uh, an absolute angel. And I feel like everyone needs to give him a hug. But then I'm like... <laughs> Have you done something wrong? But it, and this this is how bad it is. Is that I never assume this of women, and you should, you know, because it obviously yeah, it's it's not just men. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I automatically think of men in Hollywood and go, oh, I wonder if they've done this, this, and this. But when it comes to women, I'm like, oh yeah, they're fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true actually because. The thing, the thing about it, I never watched the Ellen show. I never like oh. never been a big fan of Ellen DeGeneres. De Annoying anyway. shit. <laughs> but like, <laughs> if you like, I d yeah, I don't watch the show. I don't know any of um, the context and stuff. But like, even some of the stuff she had done and said, like I saw clips of it. If I was just watching her show, I wouldn't still wouldn't have maybe assumed stuff. But then when it all came out, like and it was all put together, I was just like. Oh, okay. You're not good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just messed up. Um, so, <clears throat> oh, let's get, try and get back into a position where I can sit properly. Um, carrying on with with Hollywood because we love it. We're here for it. Um, this is something we've <laughs> we've spoken about before as well, and I think it. It nicely actually flows into everything we've kind of been talking about, maybe on a slightly different different level. But, oh God, the casting of film, and in particular, films that link to race, or, um, you know, the characters may be gay, lesbian, queer, non-binary, transgender, and yeah, the, the casting decisions for these films, and I think one we've mentioned goodness knows how many times, and it always comes to my mind when we talk about this, is uh, the live-action version of Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I had big flashing lights of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> in my head as soon as you mentioned casting. Yeah. Like, I'm an actor, I can be a tree if I want to. Those, that's the quote that I like the yep. most. Um, so Guilty I've had this, this discussion with a few other people and there is, you know, there, there is that go-to of, but they're an actor, it's what they do, you know, they act as a different character or whatever. Um, and yes, this is true, it is what they do, however, there are, there are some cases where you could just make better decisions. Um, and there's also been some discussions online that are just 
absolute bullshit. So, for example, when they wanted to do, when Disney wanted to do the live-action version of The Little Mermaid, <laughs> they wanted to cast a black female lead, and loads of people, their <laughs> their argument for it was, well, she couldn't be black because she lives at the bottom of the sea and she wouldn't have enough sunlight getting to her skin. She's a fucking mermaid. <laughs> like, why does it matter? She's She's not a human. Well, okay, half human. But she's a mermaid. She's a fictional bloody character. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. What are what are your thoughts on this? Because I could go on about this forever. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I mean, you're basically hitting all the points that I think of as well. Because I think it's kind of like if I was in charge of Hollywood, um, <laughs> can you imagine um, king of Hollywood? Yeah, um, I would weigh up what's more important. For the media, so right. represent representation is is up there, mm -hmm. and then accuracy is just below that. Accuracy to the media, so if the accuracy of the character, the story, or whatever, um, it, it is usually outweighed by the representation. I th I think it should how it should be. So. You know, if you have a film with fictional characters and it and you know there was a book written about them and it says that they are, you know, white or something, but somebody wants to do a remake and they want more representation to, you know, inspire kids to show people like, look, this is someone who looks like you and you can, you know, relate to them more because of that, um, especially for young kids, and that is more important than being like, well, in the book it says they're white, yeah. kind of thing. That's what I think, personally. And unlike the other side of that is, yeah, if there's something that says this person was of, you know, Asian heritage, you know, they have a certain look, and then they're like, well, uh, Tom Holland's big now. <laughs> Um, let's put him in that, you know, let's have him as the, um, the, the last samurai or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I forgot that film existed for a moment. Last of the Mohicans, Dances yeah. with Wolves. I mean, if we go f away from, uh, like, race... Mm. Rain Man, and yep. let's go back to big old Leo. You're f oh, I mean, you I like know. him, but was he in Gilbert Grape? Yeah. I mean... And I think we've said this before, like, don't get me wrong, that was a very impressive um, <clears throat> performance. Mm. But, yeah, yeah and uh, I was going to say actually, this happens a lot with, um, this happens a lot with disability in films. Um, and it still happens now. I remember Sia got absolutely slated when she bought out, is it called Music? I think. Um, was it, it came out two years ago, last year. Oh, don't even know. Time is weird now. But um, uh, I think I think it focuses on an autistic lead character and it. it's kind of, it's done through music and dancing and it shows how they see the world. But they didn't hire an autistic actor which they definitely could have done. Mm. Um, and loads of people were just like, well, why? why? Why are we not giving people with disabilities these opportunities to do these roles? It's in the news again now, because back to Disney, they want to do a live-action remake of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which 
in itself is a problematic story, a very old story. We all know it. Um, it's, it's not the best to teach your children anyway. Um, but um, Peter Dinklage has kind of come out and said, why, why do you want to do it? Because there are so many people with um, dwarfism who are still seen as kind of like the joke or the, the you know, the funny character within a film and stuff. Um, and he's like, so you want to remake this and still have the dwarves be the kind of, you know, whatever they're called, the seven signs of cocaine addiction. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one because yeah, once again, Disney are kind of being like, well, we're talking to the community and we're finding out how we can do it. And he's kind of saying, just don't do it. Like you don't need to, you, you don't have to do a live action version of every Disney film that's ever existed. And please stop, because stop ruining these childhood films, which most of them were problematic back in the day anyway, but it, yeah, it doesn't need to be done. It's really not an issue. No one really gives it. And only some of them have been good. <laughs> most of them are really shit yeah. and not worth watching. So just keep making different films, because the Pixar side of it, has done so well. Mm. You look at films like Inside Out, mm. one of my favourite animated films, because it's so on point and it teaches such a good story for young children about emotions and mental health. And it's like, yes, that, that's amazing. And then it's like, oh, but we can't think of anything new, so we'll just remake Dumbo and he looks really fucking weird. <laughs> no, no, just stop. Oh, yeah, on the other side of it, I don't think it is Pixar, I think it is Disney, but that recent film, Encanto? Yes, yep. You've got some, it ticks some boxes for me there, you've got representation, you've mm -hmm. got a new story instead of remaking something that's yeah. problematic, and um, it's a bit more teaching, kind of, rather than it being, like, big fantasy, it's a bit more intimate, and it's teaching yeah. you, kind of, like, good <coughs> things, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, their animated side of stuff, they've done really well. Um, you know, even Frozen, it's kind of that real nice, like, female empowerment, sisters, like, sticking together, and as annoying as those films are, and the songs just need to go away now. Um, Let it go. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, um, but, you know, they were great, they were groundbreaking, and they, they did well... For, for reasons but you've got stuff like Coco mm. and even Luca like oh my gosh what a beautiful wholesome film so so good so they can do it and they are still doing it and um, yeah it seems to be <laughs> their animated side of stuff doing well but mm. just why why do all these bloody live action remakes um, yeah no just going back to what um, we said about like because we, we went on to Disney and stuff because yeah. of the Little Mermaid. Gone off on one, sorry. Yeah, and this Scarlett Johansson and like yeah, representation and all that stuff is like, I, I get what they're trying to say. Like, oh, you're an actor, you're pretending to be someone else, whatever. But it's like there are so and they they say with the excuse of like, oh well, the reason why we can't hire like people. Um, who, you know, have, like, learning difficulties or, you know, a disability mm. is because there's there's just not enough 
um, actors with <laughs> it's like yeah there are because uh, Eternals you've got a deaf actor playing a deaf character yep. and if you just brought in like um, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of another actor who could play her um, oh Tessa Thompson or something and you just made her pretend that she was deaf and they you're like oh well there's just not enough deaf actors out there it's like yeah there are and it's not like these people were just appearing they were always there it's just they weren't being given the opportunities yeah that's definitely. the only kind of like issue yeah and you know it's because uh, the, the only other one i can think of which pisses me off because it was so fucking shit <laughs> anyway and i hate that they did it but netflix's shockingly atrocious um remake of death note <laughs> which oh, yeah. i will forever hate them for because i love death note. and death note's been done as live action films as well yes and they're really really good mm. okay not all of them but the first one is is very good um and you know casting is phenomenal it's the guy from battle royale whose name i can't remember but he's just an absolute genius um and and then you get netflix or there's a line in it i can't remember what it is but i remember seeing it in the trailer and then watching it and just oh it's when he sees ryuk like when he starts screaming yeah <laughs> and i just i was like is this meant to be a joke because it's not meant to be like he's meant to be scared Scare, yeah it's meant to be why is he comically screaming yeah. at him like and that was willem dafoe wasn't it doing the voice which is the i mean to be honest if it was perfect to, yeah if you're going yeah. like have a <laughs> sort of westernized um actor yeah as Ri ryuk ryuk yeah, yeah. I then i i suppose because you know you, you want any menacing character you probably would cast willem dafoe is is in any of them really yeah. to be honest because he, he, he just has well. that like aura about him and um yeah because it was it was nat wolf playing light right um and but why <laughs> because why <laughs> i don't understand oh okay i'm learning stuff now so he's alex wolf's brother and I like Alex Wolf. But anyway, so yeah, Nat Wolf. I mean, was it? Did they do? Did they make it westernized on purpose? Was that the whole point? I'm asking you, like you were there in the boardroom, <laughs> just like yeah. Like, so when they made the decision to, well, I am king of Hollywood, as we've already established. Well, that's true. And is it based? Is it? Is it based in? Japan or something? I can't remember actually. I mean I hated it that much that I kind of, <laughs> kind of just got it out of my brain straight away. Because that would be um, even worse if it was like the the school in Japan but they're all American actors and kind of... Okay so Death Note is a two... so this is the Netflix version. Death Note is a 2017 American supernatural crime thriller film. That's a lot of words. Loosely adapted from the Japanese loosely adapt it's got the same name yeah. the same characters the same book the same monster what how's that loosely adapted <laughs> you've just taken it and gone let's make it american that's fuck you hollywood <laughs> fuck you 
See, and here's um, where if I play devil's advocate, talking about the Uncharted film, that, you know, they cast, they're casting Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as these characters, even though they don't really look like them. Um, Tom Holland is not the age that Nathan Drake is in, like, the first game anyway, but they've already said that it is an adaptation. It's not going to be an exact copy, which I get anyway, because, like I've said, I could easily just watch the Uncharted game or someone playing it as a film in itself. So if somebody just did a live-action film, it would be kind of like, was there really a point in that? Yeah. So having it being an a adaptation and you're putting a bunch of things together, but it's still being a whole new thing, I'm fine with that. But then you've got the fans that are like, you know, why cast Tom Holland? He's not the right person for it. He doesn't look anything like him. It's just because he's popular. Same with Mark Wahlberg. I, everyone got really excited at the fact that he, there was a picture of him with grey hair and a moustache to look like uh, Sully. Mm. But in the film, you can clearly see that they didn't go against... They didn't go with that. And I, I, I get it, but this is the bit where I disagree with that kind of thing of trying to be true to the source material because that's got nothing to do with representation or accuracy it's just that somebody has an image of what a character should look like and stuff rather than it being anything to do with the character themselves sort of thing mm -hmm. like what you said about um the little mermaid and stuff is a fictional creature it's a fictional character she could be anyone and look like anyone and if it helps with representation then that's even better that's great same thing with this uncharted thing like he's just a guy yeah. like he's just a guy he doesn't represent anything it's got nothing to do with uh you know a quality or race or anything he is just a guy and you could literally cast anyone if they cast a you know a, a black actor or if they made nathan drake gay yeah in a film that wouldn't bother me at all because yeah. that's like that's representation that's great and it's an adaptation anyway it's not meant to be the exact same thing but yeah people just as fans have like this image of like this is how it should be i loved this and if you're going to do anything associated with this, it has to fit in with my thing, yeah. rather than it being anything to do with, like, accuracy of the, you know, the stuff. That, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, that does, that actually makes complete sense, because they were talking about um, remaking Buffy the Vampire Slayer, hmm. um, and casting a black actor, actress, um, for, to, to play Buffy. Oh. And, um... Myself, a die-hard Buffy fan, and a load of people were questioning it, just like, uh, hang on a minute. Because I, I, cause I, I've not read into it properly, because as soon as I saw someone wanted to, you know, redo <laughs> Buffy, I was like, just don't at all. It doesn't matter who you cast, just don't do it. Leave it the fuck alone. Just do something new. Yeah, like, yeah. no, whether exactly because I would thought because it, they made it sound like it was going to kind of follow on from everything, and I was like, but then she wouldn't be Buffy mm. because Buffy's existed, so that wouldn't make sense. Mm. Um, if if it's just a whole yeah a complete redo of it for a, a younger uh, generation, um, then okay, then fair enough. But you know. 
you couldn't really follow the same storylines and everything because it, it just wouldn't work. Because it was meant to be Whedon as well. And oh my God, we completely forgot to mention him <laughs> in the whole shit show of... We've uh, skirted around it. We've talked about Scarlett Johansson. We've yeah. talked about... I to mention Nathan Fillion, Firefly. I know. He could have popped up so him. many times. Um, I think it's because that one breaks my heart yeah. too much because I'm so dedicated to so much of his work mm. that that really fucks me off but we won't get into that that can be a whole set we can just do a whole podcast oh, on just Joss Whedon. fucking Whedon yeah. um but no so yeah I completely get it because loads of people were saying oh you're being racist because you don't want someone who's black to play Buffy and it's like no it depends on how it's done if it's following on from Buffy's life then it isn't Buffy she'd have to have a different name because it would be very rare that there would be two people called Buffy doing the same thing you know, carrying that on. So yeah, if it's, if it's just a an updated version for the younger generation, cool. Do whatever you... Well, just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Because Buffy still holds up to this day. If you've never seen Buffy, everything is still so on point and so perfect. And I could talk about this for, like, the rest of my life. Don't touch Buffy. Just let her be. <laughs> I mean, the only way I could see that working... Uh, but also that I'd be changing too many things anyway that wouldn't be what they're I think they're doing yeah was if they did if they had it called like Buffy Legacy or something yeah and you had Sarah Michelle Gellar teaching a younger person <gasps> oh don't that would be beautiful <laughs> kind oh. of like kind of like, ba like Batman or Robin or yeah. something like that there's loads of Batman as I guess that character that new character wouldn't be called Buffy because her title's not Buffy well, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> she's like, I'm, not, I'm the new Buffy it's just she'd just be her own person yeah so yeah. it wouldn't be called Buffy Legacy unless then Buffy would end up oh I mean like the character. Slayer Legacy or something yeah, yeah. like yeah because yeah. um, obviously there have been different Slayers mm. many of them in fact um, the, the whole new being Buffy thing is like yeah it could either be like a, a Slayer Legacy thing and then be a new for fuck's sake. <laughs> what does she want now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a touch. I think it's because she wants to get up on the scratch post. Because the scratch post used to be next to the sofa. Uh, so she used to kind of like parkour it on. Um, and now I've moved it. She's like, how do I get up this? You're a cat. You climb things. Use your brain and your legs. Seriously? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Can you just be quiet for like five minutes? No? Oh, son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> I'm um. going to disown her. <laughs> I just want to finish my bit. I know, I know. <laughs> on this and then I think you're looking to wrap up, aren't you? Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like with the... Buffy thing like yeah like I said it, I can see it being like a Slayer legacy or something like that which she's Buffy is teaching a new Slayer um, or I could see it being yeah I could see it being a new like remake of Buffy but it couldn't be a beat for beat if it is yeah. a different characters different um, you know characteristics of a character <laughs> yeah. um, then it would have to be a different thing like you know that's what kind of the story was around. They mm. built the story about around that character and what she was going through personally. All the characters around her as well. Mm. They're all so integral 
to every episode and every plot in the whole of it. Like, the friends are important. Giles is so important. Her mum's so important. Dawn can get in a fucking bin, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Apparently she's important for, like, fucking everything up. Don't get me started. Um, and despite the fact that he's an absolute... Um, shitbag and you know this is what I want to write about in my book Spike is very important as well and obviously Angel I'm, I'm Angel Stan Angel all the way <laughs> I don't care what anyone says um, but even yeah even just various other characters that come into it all incredibly important to all of faith for god's sake like mm-hmm. there's so much to it it's so deep it's so oh you just you can't touch it I don't think you can it doesn't matter who you cast. I don't care. I don't ma- care, like, where they come from, what they believe in. You know, uh, j- just don't. Just don't touch Buffy. Ever. <laughs> Ever again. Leave it be. Thanks very much. That's my, <laughs> my piece on it. Um, so I just wanted to ask, um, because we're both really into film and games, and obviously we've mentioned games a few times now, what is a game you would love to see turned into a film that hasn't already been turned into a film? Oh my god. Um... The Witcher. Which, I'm, I'm obsessed with the series. I think they've done a really good job. I know a lot of people can't stand it, but I think they've done a bang tidy job. That, yeah, that's a good example of where I think that that's fine to do. Because it's not a beat for beat exactly yeah. the same. It's not like the books. Mm-hmm. It's not like the games um, or novels. Um, yeah. It's its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Still faithful to a lot of important things, but yeah. like a lot of people got really upset by a certain thing happening to a certain person. I don't know how much spoilers because it's only. It's I know. That, yeah, I don't it's know. not that like it hasn't been out that long, so I probably shouldn't say too much. Yeah. But and people were like, well, that didn't happen in the games or the books. And, and this, there was such a big thing in that. And it's like, yeah, but this is like a new thing. And it has done really well. And I think they have still kept to a lot of the yeah. stuff. You know, Geralt's relationships with Yennefer in Syria and stuff. That's still key. And that, like, it, I don't think it personally really <laughs> made a big, huge difference. But mm-hmm. some people will disagree because, again, hardcore fans yeah, exactly. have a rigid image of how things are yeah but yeah that if they if they if that wasn't already a series i would have loved to have seen the witcher but it is a thing so i'm glad it is yeah yeah um but like you know there are some things that it would be cool if it became because it would maybe revitalize um some interest in it would be like some of the older games that was like had some decision making stuff heavy rain mm-hmm. was a really good game that i liked and that was intense and was mystery and kind of like that would be good as a a film but no yeah i sonic <laughs> sonic do you know what surprised me because i saw that and i was like no i've never been a huge sonic fan anyway yeah. i don't think a lot of people have there's a definitely a I hardcore was obsessed fan with base. Sonic. really yeah i loved it oh, even okay. the music i get so excited like uh, yeah <laughs> fair enough but yeah there's still that hardcore fan base but it's not as big as some other stuff but um yeah, like that. Actually, I've watched that, and I was like, "That's not a bad film." That's... I've heard good things about it, yeah. and I'm like, "Maybe I should actually watch it." Yeah, like for what it is, it's um, it you know, if you you're not gonna watch it and expect the <laughs> the next like 
oh, I don't know, Citizen Kane or whatever. It's not like... <laughs> Which I don't even rate anyway, to be honest. So. But what I'm saying is it's not highbrow stuff. Like, yeah. it is a family film. It's a kid's film. But for what it is, like, it's actually decent. They've done well there. Okay. And that's because... Yeah, they've taken something that wasn't in that format and they had an idea. Yeah. Instead of um, instead of just taking a product and then trying to come up with an idea with it in there, if you have an idea and you're like, this would be really good for this character to see where this goes, then that that's, makes more sense to me. Whoops. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I personally, I loved this film. Um, and I didn't expect to, but like Detective Pikachu. Haven't seen that. I haven't so, seen that. So, like, because it obviously had like game, like Pikachu, Pokemon game elements yeah. within it. I thought it was bloody great, <laughs> and I it's it's a film I'd actually go back and watch and be like, yeah, this is a good film. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess because you know, because the one that always comes to mind is Tomb Raider. Because many of us were grew up loving Tomb Raider. Brilliant game. Um, oh, I thought we were going to talk about the Angelina Jolie. Oh no, but this is what I'm, I'm getting onto. Oh. But um, I mean, I'm I'm still disappointed that within the film, she didn't lock the butler in the freezer, <laughs> and he just started like glitching, coming out of it. Um, I love Jolie. I do. Big time. Long time fan. But I wasn't a fan of the films. But then you've got stuff like Resident Evil. I remember the first time I, I watched someone play Resident Evil and I nearly shit myself. <laughs> and then the films. I, I love the Resident Evil, Evil films. I think they're not all of them. <laughs> They've gone on far too long. But mm. I mean the first one. Fantastic. Yeah. And Mia Jokovic is just mwah, heaven sent. With what you were saying with I've already Resident Evil. Yes. Um, like with those, like though that was like here's a game, um, and we want to make a film of it. We've got this idea. We've got this n character. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she's played by Mila Jokovic. Can't remember her name, but they had an idea of this character, and they were like, let's build a you know a story. They've got a story, yeah. got an idea, and it's got the Resident Evil name on it, kind of thing. And then when those later ones came out, it was more of like, here's a reference to, do you remember this bit in this game? Do you remember this character? Yeah. Here's Claire, um, whatever, here's Chris Redfield yeah. and stuff. And here's this kind of like zombie and character and all that. And it, then, then it was like, okay, you haven't got an idea and then built it around like that brand mm -hmm. you've just taken that brand and tried to come up with an idea <laughs> yeah yeah no i get alice alice yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, although just quickly before we do run away um <laughs> i did think of a something that has become a game oh, yeah. after but it's not a film so the walking dead series oh right they then did the, the walking dead and they're they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're so I remember I got hooked on them big mm -hmm. time. I had them on my old iPad and I stayed up for hours just playing them. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Really good. And that was again you could go yeah, it's the opposite direction. Yeah. Where you've instead of following like Rick Grimes and Carl and all that yeah. and just making the exact same story, they've got a whole new character. Yeah. I can't remember. It's the young girl, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Clarice. 
weeks. Something so, like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's her and the father figure, isn't yes. it, in yeah. the first season? But you again, it's, it's kind of that decision-based thing. Of there are there's like some bits where it's quick decision. It's very storytelling. Yeah. Oh, so I guess you could. I could probably, if I was going to ask for another example, would be like there's a Telltale game, one of their first ones, if not the first one, The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Um, if they made that into a film, with a, but they had a new character and, and new ideas, new story kind of thing, yeah. I'd be interested in seeing that. That'd be cool. So that could be a game into a film, yeah. I think, idea. Hollywood, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood, if you're listening, I know we've kind of slagged you off for <laughs> most of this podcast, but we're interested to turn games into films, <laughs> but do it well. Yeah, so what I kind of wanted to just end on, question-wise, we didn't even talk that much about Nicolas Cage, which I'm really upset about. There's a coaster right there with his face, and there is also a DVD right here with his face. Um, Pig, yeah, still haven't seen that. Oh my god, I gave it five stars. I love that film. I love that film. It broke my heart, but it's it's beautiful. It's probably one... Ah, oh, this is difficult to say because I love a Nicolas Cage film, but one of his best films, hands down. Wow. Easily. And that's saying something because he's done some phenomenal films. Let's not forget Connor and Face Off. And Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> and Raising Arizona. And uh, everything. Everything he's ever touched. Willy's Wonderland, which is another film he's been in recently. Oh my god. <laughs> So good, so so good. Uh, but he's done so many recently, and people just like oh, Color of Space, like that came out not so long ago. Mandy, mm-hmm. let's not talk about Wicker Man because <laughs> the bees, um, <laughs> the, bees. the bees. But even that, I I kind of want to watch it because I'm like, look at him go. <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. But no, my question wasn't even linked to him. Um, <laughs> That's got to be a whole new episode. We have to do a Joss Whedon episode and a Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yes, I'm deaf. I think the Nicolas Cage one will probably go a bit better than the Joss Whedon one. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Um, so my question to finish off was going to be, and this might be a thinker, use your phone if you feel the need. I don't mind. Get myself prepared. Yep, get ready. What is your favourite... You might know it off the top of your head. Um, what is your favourite bit of film trivia that you don't think other people might know about oh my god um right (laughs) i know (laughs) i mean a lot of them are pretty like famous stuff like the whole um uh oh what what, uh, do you know i i think it i say it's a bit of film trivia i know but i've now forgotten the film but the thing about (laughs) the whole like Oh, did they use real human bones in that scene? Oh, the, um, the end of Pulse Guys. Yes, yeah. the Pulse Guys, yeah. Um, but that's a pretty famous one, like a lot of people yeah. um, know that. Um, well, I, do you know, I honestly can't <laughs> think of anything right. I, I'm sure you've got one. In no, the thing head. is, like, it's one of those things where I like to think that I do. Uh, <laughs> when I, I don't know. Oh, actually... This one, I don't know how true it is, but Woody in the Toy Story, in the, the Toy Story, like the Facebook, um, <laughs> Woody in Toy Story was originally going to be a ventriloquist doll. Oh. And if yeah, that had been the case, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Because they scare the shit out of me. 
Well, the first Toy Story scared me anyway. <gasps> the head. Yeah, the yeah. baby spider thing. Yeah. And, um, oh, I mean, it, it's not really <laughs> fi- film trivia, but relating to that, the 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 fishing rod with legs that walks out from under what the bed. What the fuck is that? Well, it's, it's in heels, and it's a pun. It's a hooker. Oh, <laughs> my God. So an adult joke in Toy Story. Well, I mean, you well, get I mean, those in Disney's a lot. Disney's full yeah. of adult jokes, but... <laughs> but yeah. That's brilliant. Okay, no, you've topped. That's, yeah. No, that is my new favourite. Yeah. Favourite thing. So, what? Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I mean, I just, rather than film trivia, there's so many, like, puns and stuff, like, cars. There's the scene with the two, like, girl cars, like, the fans that, like, yeah. flash their headlights, and it's like, oh, they're flashing it, but it's just like, ha-ha. Yeah. But also... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's this, I love, like, uh, oh God, seriously, Disney animation destroys lives. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if I think about when I watched it as a kid and just being so oblivious to so much, and then I remember watching most of them again as an adult and being like, what? <laughs> this is despicable. How, how did they get... I mean, one of the weirdest things that I remember when someone told me and it kind of ruined everything for me, just destroyed my life, was when they said, um, oh yeah, you do realise that Nala is Simba's sister. Yeah. And I was like, and for a while I was like, what? And then I thought, oh my God, they're in the same, like the the same lion pride, of course, of course they are. And they make it out to be this beautiful love story. And I know that's how it happens in the animal kingdom, but I was like, (laughs) no, don't make it romantic and sexy with a bit of Elton John. And then... (laughs) I mean, that was a confusing time for me anyway. I was watching The Lion King and where Nala gives him bedroom eyes and I was like, what's going on? What's happening here? Okay, so this can be a whole other podcast, but (laughs) animations that are sexy without meaning to be sexy. Because obviously you've got like Jessica Rabbit, who's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. But then you've got like bloody Robin Hood, literally a fox. (laughs) I mean... Yeah. I mean, there's the... Uh, was it Zootopia where they're um, anamorphic like human like bodies yeah. but they're like there's tigers like I say shirtless I mean they're tigers so they're <laughs> you know they're not shirtless but they're, they're in tight shorts tight denim shorts doing this dance routine and people are like there's some sexy tigers <laughs> it's so messed up <laughs> no wonder like I don't know I guess our generation kind of grew up to be a lot of delinquents. <laughs> we just we watched some weird shit, and it seemed normal and plausible. But yeah, I mean, this is one I didn't know, but this is one I find hilarious. <laughs> okay, American Psycho was inspired by Tom Cruise. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> How? But no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, how Christian Bale acted is inspired but so yeah he drew inspiration from the Cruise interview on David Letterman's show in which he was struck oh, by the star's yeah. very intense friendliness oh with nothing gosh. behind the eyes and I was like that's beautiful yeah well done that's Christian my new favourite one now that, I don't know I mean the hooker thing still kind of <laughs> is great but that 
fair play. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, the next time we do a podcast, be it about Nicolas Cage, Joss Whedon, more weird Disney shit, I do want to discuss actors and whether they are good actors because I've had this conversation with my manager and we started talking about Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and it's a good conversation <laughs> to have because um, the answer is yes they're both very good but we can discuss <laughs> why um yeah I mean yeah, yeah like Nicolas Cage like you know he's been in good films he's been in bad films is he a good actor is he not like, that's we don't still know. a question I he's... ask myself every time I watch a film. um yes because of Kick-Ass him in that film Jesus what a legend. Just the bit where he's like, now switch to kryptonite. And it's just, oh, I need to watch that film. I need to watch that film. I watched it so many times in cinema and I need to relive all of that. But I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> yes. Maybe too much. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting editing this. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what we started talking about, so... Separating the art from the artist, I think. Oh, I think we're still kind of on that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's been great, and as I mentioned to Colby, I still don't have, like, an outro kind of message. So, on the first one, Sam offended me, so I just said, get out, and then that was about it. I then brought that up again with Colby and went, maybe that could be my thing, just me saying get out um so i'll probably use it again so i mean it's going to be le a little bit less natural now i'm not sure if you can well, i don't know i'm trying to like inspire a little bit of anger in you by just saying how I'm sure terrible somebody... this outro is all right get out oh. <laughs>